welcome to the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Penny. This week, a sit-down conversation with Mark Zona. Yeah, Mark Zona, Z, Z Train, host of Zona's awesome fishing show. I'm sure many of you are wondering how in the Sam hell I got Mark Zona on the show and why. Stay tuned. I can hear you perfectly. Holy yes, shit. Yes, I can hear you perfect. Nice. Well, alrighty then. Let's get this show on the road. I know you got better things Let's to do. Let's do this. How is the damn weather, brother? Uh, it is, uh, this is no joke. Compared to this morning, um, and I drove to a nearby town because I live in the middle of nowhere, uh, the skies are clearing, and we're actually going to go rig tackle, my son and I. Uh, which one of the boys did you take out? Uh, I'm looking at him right now. I'm taking Hunter. Uh, he's getting ready for a big tournament on St. Clair this weekend in Detroit, and I'm headed off to upstate New York to tape. All right. Good deal. So yes, sir. for those people that uh, that are probably wondering what in the Sam hell I'm doing for with a kayak bass fishing podcast, talking with Mark Zona, a.k.a. Z or Z Train, you know, take your pick, whichever one you want. Um, when I ran into you at ICAST stalking you, I was I was about to just start coming out of some clothing uh, racks, you know, hunting you down. But I'm really interested in your take on the impact that the you know the kayak bass fishing has had on the sport. And we got into like two minutes of conversation. I'm like, er, that's it. We've got to do this on a podcast. So with that, Mark, what is your take? Well, number one, uh, I'm sitting next to my son, and when I told him I was doing my first ever kayak bass fishing podcast, he he laughed hysterically at me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you, you know what? You, you, here, you, here's what's here's what's interesting about it to me, and I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna rewind time, at least time that that I've spent in this industry is. Uh, look, I've been to ICAST for the last 15 or 16 years, and, and you and I both, and, and a lot of your listeners, you see things that come and go. You know, you see things at ICAST that one year it's here, two years later you don't see it again, and and, and I pay attention to those, tr- I, I truly pay attention to those trends. And if you've watched just the kayaking industry at iCast in conjunction with fishing, it's exploded. It's, it's exploded to the point um, where I pay attention to it now. I've got a lot of other professional bass fishing friends, Jordan Lee, Iconelli, Keith Combs, that when they're not in their bass boat, they're in a kayak. Um, and, and I've noticed truly noticed this, the, the, the one thing, and I said this to you at ICAST, that you hear the BS cliche of, hey, we need to grow the sport, this needs to grow the sport, that needs to grow the sport. Kayak fishing has absolutely done that by opening doors that otherwise, uh, otherwise would not have opened uh, in our industry. Yep, I would agree with that 100%. You know, and, and, and one of the things that, uh, look, uh, my wife broke down. She bought, you know, we have one of the, the, the Hobie fishing setups, and, and she uses a heck, a heck of a lot more than I, I do because I'm never home. I'm always on the road. But it, 
it's open to me. It's opened the door. Look, I live in the world of, of, of tournament fishing bass boats, you know, 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand dollar bass boats and, and kayak fishing. And this is what I love about it. And this is what I told you at ICAST. It's opened the door to folks that might not be able to afford something like that. And to me, that is priceless right now in the outdoor category. Right. And, you know, my background's the same. I mean, I grew up, you know, fishing around Rick Klon and, and Jimmy Houston and, and all those guys. And, I, you know, I've got a bass boat. I came out of that world. That was my gig. And had it not been a chance, you know, change of duty station where I couldn't have my bass boat parked in my garage or driveway and I needed something small and being able to get on the water, I wouldn't have made the transition over to kayaks myself. And now my boats, I've got a lake house at Rayburn. That's where my boat's at. I'm out in Southern California and I've got, you know, and, and just a kayak thing primarily. That, that's phenomenal. You know, one thing that, that happened in the last few weeks, I was up taping, I was up taping about 50 miles east of Fargo, North Dakota. And to me, that is, that is one of the premier, premier areas of the country right now for fishing. And I thought of you, I thought of you that I saw more kayaks on those lakes than I saw fishing boats. And, and here's the thing. Um, it was it, every now and then it takes a little bit to, to get, you know, the light bulb in my brain to, to turn on. I was like, wow, th this is exploding. Absolutely. I mean, heck I, I, besides professional bass fishermen, I follow, I follow professional kayak fishermen. Now I, uh, Christine Fisher, I, she, she's absolutely one of the best follows that, that I follow on Instagram now. Yeah, no, she's, she's a hammer, a fan, just a fantastic person. Um, in fact, I think I'm going to let her do a show takeover here pretty soon. Um, just for sure. Entertainment value alone. A 110. I, I look, I, I literally looked at, I looked at my wife and I said, you want to see somebody to me, that young woman has done one of the biggest accomplishments that I've seen in the last 20 years in the fishing industry, hands down, bar none. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So what's it going to take to get you and, uh, and your partner in crime separated at birth, Greg Hackney in a couple kayaks. When, when are we going to see that? <laughs> well, it, well, that's a, that's a good question. We, uh, him and I do, we, we tend to, we break bread, my friend. We, we spend uh, yeah. what my wife would say. Yeah. She would say we spend a little bit too much time, uh, together, but, but I could see that in the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere different with you. I'm going to go somewhere different here. And, and I thought about this this morning. I have commentated tournaments, professional bass, bass fishing tournaments on ESPN now for, I think it's going on two decades. I want to see my other partner in crime, Tommy Sanders, who I've hosted the Bassmaster Elite Series with for, for 18 years. I want to see the day that he and I commentate a, a professional kayak bass fishing tournament. Okay. Well, I know a guy, so uh, we can probably figure out how to make that happen. 
I promise. If my bosses at, at, at Bass tell me I got to do it, I'm all in. All in. Oh, that'd be great. Well, you know, and I know, you know, rumor on the street is that, uh, that Bass is, is working hard to, to get into that, you know, to, the, to this side of the business and, and run a, a kayak series going into, uh, into 2020. So that may be coming sooner than you think. I uh, actually have heard those rumors. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny, but but it's uh, a couple birds have definitely whispered that to me the last few months. Right, and that's th- I'm I'm in that same. I can either confirm nor deny, or we'll put out on the airways. But uh, it you know, and I'll tell you that was my, my one of my questions for you, uh, just on the bass side alone. Looking on the looking on the on the boat tournament side, do you think we're getting too watered down with all between BASS, FLW, MLF. Do you think it's getting too watered down at this point? <laughs> we're we're going to cross that line right now, aren't we? You know, you know what's weird is um, <laughs> what's weird yeah, is I went. Uh, I went. I, I, and I've done. Don't don't get me wrong. I've done several interviews on this exact subject, but uh, it it. it, it bass fishing tournaments they're 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 my life they're they're my kids life it, it's everything i've done since i was nine years old and you know i i work with what i think is and has been uh the the premier tournament series uh in the country it's what i it it's what i grew up with i grew up with the bass logo um you know and and here's what i can tell you i think it'll i think in some way, shape, or form, every organization is going to have to find a way to coexist together. And, and I see that slowly happening. Was, was that a politically correct answer? Uh, very much so. Um, I'll give you my <laughs> somewhat politically correct answer as well, which is, and, and I can use this within the kayak bass fishing world because we've got, you know, KBF does stuff with FLW. Uh, Hobie runs their own series right now. BASS is jumping in the fray, allegedly in 2020. And then there's rumor mill of MLF as well. So you've got all these things. And I'll tell you from this past season, um, looking at what Hobie and KBF have done kind of going against each other, so to speak, they've actually made each other better. So I think, you know, there's pieces of it that, if everybody pays attention and looks past the, I guess the bottom line and says, what do we need to do to better the sport for the anglers involved um, and for the growth of the community? I think that's when we, I think that's when everybody wins. It just, it's easier for us to do it at the kayak level because we're at that level. We're not, we're not at BASS and FLW and, you know, and MLF and these huge ass checks going out. So well, and I, you know, and then that's the one thing that I, I definitely you look. Competition creates opportunity. It all. It doesn't matter right. if we're talking about. It doesn't matter if we're talking about the fishing industry or we're talking about hunting or, or, you know, I'm staring at a at a at a hospital. In every industry, um, when you have good, solid competition, you either raise your game or your ass is going to be left behind, um, and, and that's possibly what we'll see in from the tournament level you, you know from from the the Bassmaster Elite Series level uh all the way to what you're talking about in, in the kayak industry 
Right. Yeah, I think so. So, kind of getting off that topic, let's talk about uh, let's talk about these boys of yours and fishing. Um, <laughs> I know you're getting ready because I can get you going for an hour now. Hunter's probably like, "Man, get off the damn phone." But um, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know you're passionate about your boys and their fishing. I, I've got, I've got two boys myself, and uh, and my young, my youngest, Jake, is. 16 and, and very much into the fishing thing he's doing it on the kayaks but so how did how did you handle that first tournament that the boys are fishing where you know did, did, did they roll in jerseyed up or did you just keep that damn last name off the back of your you know back of your shirt kind of? oh no you know what's been weird is my boys are you know they leave you know they're they've already gotten associates and, and leaving for michigan state in a few weeks and you know, that's all they've done as far as from, you know, from what it's weird. They started fishing tournaments together right when they got a driver's license. And I, and I was what I call a horrible soccer dad coach for them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I want you know, as a, as a father, you want your kids to succeed and do well. And, and they did, they, they won a lot of tournaments that that's a positive and a negative, because they won enough tournaments where they did not have to get a part-time job outside of fishing, um, which was a great, <laughs> it, it was, it was truly great to watch that, you know, when they were 16 and now that they're going to, you know, they're going on 20 years old. Um, do, do I see them moving on in, in the, in the professional tournament fishing world? Maybe um, one of them, the other one, I, you know, he, He's a hammer on the water, but, but he's more of a little bit of a homebody. And I could see he wants to experience the world a little bit more. Uh, but, but here's what I will tell you is fishing to me and my family is everything that's right. It is everything that's right in the world. Um, and I always told my boys, hey, you need to introduce fishing to some of your friends that, that might not have the opportunity to have that opportunity. You need to pat, you always need to pass it on, uh, to get people involved in fishing. And, and I think my boys truly, uh, have done that in, in there, no matter where they end up 10 years from now, whether it's in the, the outdoor category or it's not, um, I know that they've done it correctly. Uh, with just introducing it to, to some of their friends that otherwise would never hold a fishing pole in their life. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's, the now, don't, now, don't, now, 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 don't get me wrong. They've got a tournament uh, Saturday and Sunday on Lake St. Clair. And I told them you better go kick ass this weekend. <laughs> right. But, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's kind of, it's, what does I say? You know, what I've told both my, you know, both my sons and my daughters does as well. Look, I, I don't, care if you work in the outdoor industry i don't care if you're a professional fisherman or or whatever you do what i care about is that you enjoy enjoy it and you can share it um just go be successful what do you be successful what it is you want to do but don't forget about this little thing right here because this little thing right here that that's that's kind of our home base this is where our family this is where we all get we're all centered Right. It's like, it's like at, sitting at, at, Raver, at the lake house at the lake house. There's no internet. 
there's no TV. You walk outside, you look up, those pine trees, they're not moving. You know you can go get on the water. They move a little bit, shit, it's going to be a rough day out there. Yeah. You know, and the, I'll yeah. tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this now, is one of the, you know, we, we fish and we hunt. That's what we do in my family. Um, right. And the one, th- the one thing to be, whether you fish tournaments or not, just take the tournament aspect uh, uh, aside right now, to be successful at hunting or fishing takes being very prepared. You, 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 you don't go dumb luck into a massive school of smallmouth or a giant buck. It just doesn't, it, it does not happen. On a, it, it, that comes with being prepared. And, and that's one of the things, and I probably jump their ass too much, is always having your T's crossed and your I's dotted before you attack the water or before you attack the woods. And, and to me, that goes on in life. No matter what you Absolutely. do, every one of your listeners knows to be successful on the water, you better be prepared. You better have a, a plan A all the way to a plan Z and right. somewhere in there you're going to find success. And, and I, that's the one thing I probably, um, I'm looking at my son right now and I probably pounded that, uh, to the point of nausea, nausea. Well, that's what we do. You know, my kids grew up, you know, grew up with a freaking master chief in the house. So they're used to have that, having that kind of stuff pounded nonstop. Right. So, um, What's what's next for you? What's what's twenty twenty look like for Marzona? It uh, it's it's a it's a full docket, you know. It uh, with a lot of the transitions that have happened in the the professional fishing industry, um, I, I've put a lot more time into bass this last season. I'm sure that I'll I'll do that again. But you know, my baby is uh, is Zona's awesome fishing show and doing Zona lives. Um, that, that, that is truly where, and knock on wood, it, uh, it, it, it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride. We've, uh, boy, I've, you know, we've done it a long time and I've been fortunate to see some of the best water in the country, some of the roughest water in the country. And, uh, that, that is truly, I, I love covering tournaments and I, and I love a, lo- a lot of the new guys that I've met. Um, mm-hmm. but, but driving around and, and, and doing Zona show. That's, that's where my heart will always be at just because of, look, man, you, you, you can't take this shit with you when, you know, when we all are too old to, to get out of a chair, the only thing we got left is, uh, we got memories. We got memories with our family. We got memories with our, with our friends. And, and that's what, um, that's kind of what my format has always been uh shooting zona shows i don't go i don't go to a shoot with with a you know i don't i don't go with a script I, obviously i don't go with a, <laughs> a script but uh well and that's fishing, what makes that show that's what makes it so successful it, it and i appreciate that but but I, you know i never wanted i never wanted um a format i didn't want a script I always just wanted it to be an adventure, an adventure for me alone, an adventure for me and the guest. And, and most of all, I never wanted the viewer to expect what he or she was going to see next week. 
Um, I, I, I always wanted it to be, wow, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think he'd be in Fargo. I didn't think he'd be, you know, uh, on, on the Chesapeake Bay or, or in the middle of, you know, stuck in the middle of Lake Ontario. And, and, and as long as I think we keep th- that format, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep doing it. Right. It's, it's a fantastic show. And, and you know, it's a, it's a great show when my daughter, she's 13 now, she's been watching it for years. That's the one fishing show. She'll come downstairs and watch with her brother and I nonstop. Oh, that's that, on. That, 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 it's a good show and, and they're funny. So it's good. That's humbling. That That's humbling to hear, you know, and, and I, and I had to learn really early on in my career with television is, is you, you, and I, I've always used this term. I, I grew up watching fishing shows and, and they always, I mean, and I don't want this to sound the wrong way. It, it, it's not, look, it's not always sunny and 80 degrees and 10 pounders are jumping in the boat. I always wanted to show the touchdowns and I always wanted to show the interceptions. Um, right. And, and, and I know my viewers that, um, that, that and I know my, my guests that come on the show, you check your ego at the door. If you go out and you suck, air it, air it. And, and, and I'll tell you what, what's odd is that this was like eight years ago, two shows aired in a season. One, I caught five bass on Falcon Lake that weighed 45 pounds. They're all nine to 10 pounders, right? I thought, we'll never do this again. You will never accomplish this again. Best show we've ever taped. And that same season, we taped a show on Lake Gunnersville that we caught two bass. It was 10 degrees out. The shows aired and I was amazed. We got one thousand times more feedback on the show we sucked than the show where we caught all nine to ten pounders and that is when i thought you this is not all about catching them this is about this is this is real life bs um and don't ever be don't ever be scared to to air your dirty laundry of when you go out and you know what the shit just didn't happen and I think for most anglers, that's more often than not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. My, my, my cameramen sure don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I would imagine not. But, you know, you think about a lot of the you know weekend warriors and, and guys, that, that that's when they can go out and fish. You know, the struggle is real. You know? And, 100%. And that is your, and that, yeah. It, uh, it, I always say this, and, and, and every one of your listeners, they, they know this. Fishing is, is, to me, more than any other sport I've participated in, it is the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Um, and you just, you know, I, my boy, at, you brought up Greg Hackney. My boy asked him a question years ago. He said, what do you do when you're in a slump? And it was the most simple, profound answer. He said, you keep throwing. And he never said another word. You keep throwing. There you go. There you go. It is just that simple. So between, between you and Greg, who's Big Spoon and who's Little Spoon? <laughs> I, 
have you seen the movie Step Brothers? Yeah, once or twice. Well, um, um, it's fair to say that 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 um, we were separated at birth. Uh, I know Greg and I were separated at birth, and my wife and I don't let this out very often, uh, but. When he stays at the house, there's a 48-hour rule. After 48 hours, he has to get back on the highway and leave because um, <laughs> it, it, she can't handle three days. She can handle two. <laughs> uh, but you may, you may need to just tape a show inside the house. You know, what? Uh, he is the only guest that I have on that we can only air – 20% of the content during a shoot. And that is a, the best stuff never makes television, nor will it ever make television. Ever. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of stuff that's, that's not made television. All right. You're, you're at an arena. Motley Crue calls you on a stage and you get one song to sing. What is it? Oh, that That's the easiest. I, I'll be, that, that is like the easiest, answer ever that it's it's the remake of helter skelter back from the uh theater of pain theater of pain uh album oh, there you, there actually you no that wasn't theater of pain that was shout at the devil actually yeah that was shout at the devil that's true that is, it was before theater of pain. See? Yep. you want to you want to hear something bizarre yep. i met vince neil i met vince neil at icast in vegas uh and he was the biggest ass I've ever met in my entire. It broke my heart. It broke my I heart. I can imagine. I know you're. I know you're a huge crew fan. Did you just? I mean, look, he's not that big. Did you just kick him in the sack? I, I, mean, I was in a bar alone. There was nobody else in the bar. True story. You ready? Yeah. Van Dam, not to be a name dropper. Van Dam went gambling. I walk in a bar. There's one guy in there at the bar. Vince Neil. I sit down next to him. I said. Uh, Hey, Mr. Neal, is there any chance I can get a picture? And he goes, uh, not today, boss. I said, Hey man, I'm not that fan, but I am right now. I am right now. I have that picture on my phone and he looks miserable. Absolutely miserable, man. That sucks. It did. It broke my heart. I'm like, Oh no. And Van Dam came in. I texted him. Van, you know, Van Dam's a huge Motley Crue fan. And I said, Hey, you know, this yeah. is like the best bass fisherman on earth. And he literally said it. He goes, I don't care. Okay, bro. I don't care. And I'm like, no, Oh, killed me, killed and, me. And, and then depression sets in. That well, it, 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 it did. It did. It did. It was a very, uh, it was a very, very bittersweet situation. Cause I grew up with Molly crew. They're still a big part of my life, but, uh, the guy broke my heart. Guy broke my heart. Yeah. Well, if by chance I'm ever in Vegas or wherever else in LA and I run across Vince Neil, I think I'm just going to bring this up. So, Hey dude, you suck. Absolutely. You broke, you Absolutely. broke his heart. I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll you if I see if I see him in a bar again, I won't. Yeah, I if I see him in a bar again, I'm not. I, I don't know that a picture is going to take place the next time. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, maybe a nice swift kick in the ass that may need to take place. I say, Go ahead. He was not the most intimidating person in the world. Well, no. No, I, no. I, I've like, been backstage at a crew concert, and no, he's not. 
No. So, anyway. <laughs> no. Anyway. Okay. Now, man, that, that just took everything down a notch, didn't it? And it's like, Ooh. yeah, we need okay. to we need to rebound. We need yeah. to rebound. We're gonna, we're gonna rebound quick. Okay, so look, here's the deal. A lot of people don't know this, but it, I mean, if they took some time to read anything about you, they would. I'm not saying that a lot of people don't read, but do the math there. So you've got, I mean, you've carved your way in the, in this sport and in this industry. I mean, there was a time you were, you know, pimping bass, pimping ranger bass boats, right? And and tournament yeah. fishing. And you were content. Yeah. You were happy with that. And, you know, obviously things shifted and changed. And clearly you're doing what you're meant to do. How, I know there's a, there's a short story, but what's the, what really kind of, you know, fed that down to this, to this path where you, the fork was in the road and you knew, yeah, I need to go try to take this one because that adventure looks better. My, it really ultimately came down to my wife telling me I was going to take this. <laughs> I, I, it, that, that's it. That's an a simple answer. But you know, what was interesting was, is all, all I did really my entire life. I, I fished tournaments and I sold bass boats. That's all I've done. Um, and, and the thing was when ESPN called we were doing good. We had just had, had Hunter and Jacob. They were twins. Um, and, and life was good. You know, I was, I was doing great in tournaments, you know, throughout the region from here to New York to, to Minnesota. And, and in the wintertime I was selling boats and I was like, heck man, I love this. And when he, this is no joke. ESPN called and, and, and basically made an offer. And I, I was 20 minutes from, from turning it down because I loved what I was doing. And, and I told my wife, I said, I don't, I don't think I talk that much to be on TV. And she said, no, you, you do. You really do talk that much. So, <laughs> so, you know, you know, what's funny is I look back on that now and it was so long ago. Um, but it's been a hell of a ride and I, and I owe a lot of people, a lot of companies and, and a heck of a lot of viewers. Um, thanks because it's been awesome. And, and thank God I took my wife's advice because it would have been a horrible business career move. If I, if I would have turned it down. Well, I'll tell you, man, you know, to me, it's that example of the person doing what they're meant to do. Um, you know, cause everybody knows or pretty much that looks into it all knows, Hey, the guy is a good stick. He can fish. But that being said, I think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, boy, I, uh, you know, it, it's been, like I said, I, 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 I'm the luckiest dude on earth and, and to pass on a little bit of that, to my family, to pass it on to folks that have watched, um, it, it's humbling. It, it, it's, uh, it's very, very humbling. And, uh, I, I, I hope I got another, you know, decade, decade and a, and a half left in me. Now, don't get me wrong. Lakes like Lake Ontario, I always say this, Lake Ontario take, takes a, a year or two off of your career, um, but that's, that's what makes the adventures, you know, that much better. But uh, it's been a heck of a ride, and I appreciate it. And, and, and seriously, it's been, this has been um, my most favorite kayak podcast I've ever done. It's the only kayak podcast you've ever done, Zeke. Come on now. It, it it is, and I'll be honest with you. I, I'm 
I'm big into favoritism. It might be my only one I I do in the future. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm, I'll you know I'll just wait and I'll hunt you down again at a at a di different one of your sponsors' booths, and I'll just open mic night at the Apollo kind of thing. I'll cue in some. I have some background music. We'll just do, you know, you could get on the stage and sing. I'm all in. I mean, thank you so much for uh, for having me on. It was a ton of fun. Uh, hey, man, I greatly appreciate it. Once again, hey, look, you know, from, from a fan and a guy that's watched it for a long time and been around the industry for a while, you know, seriously need to know. My son and I talked about this last night that anglers, you know, whether it's Ike or, or KVD and G-Man, those guys, they influence some people, right? And anglers within the industry. With your show, you've had a great opportunity to go well outside of that norm of just people that are following the tournaments, right? Um, and, and that, I think, for me, from a guy who's, you know, from a military perspective and a background of influencing, you know, younger sailors, Marines, et cetera, et cetera, that's where the impact matters in the world is, is setting that standard and, and getting people involved and opening up our sport to people that otherwise wouldn't see it. Cause anybody that tunes into your show, um, if they, if they stay there for, for just a couple minutes and they realize, you know, you're just a normal guy out fishing, that's got an entertaining sense of humor for those of us that, you know, have this sense of humor, they'll stick around, they'll watch it and it gets them on the water. So your, your uh, fans and everybody around appreciate the, appreciate what you're doing. Don't stop. But uh, we are going to get your ass in a kayak. And if we have to drag Hackney's ass along with you, we will. I am going to post a picture of myself in my kayak when I get back from my next shoot to prove that I have a kayak. <laughs> That's even better. That's even better. I love, right, I love you, man. I thank you. It. Thank you again. Love you, man. Thanks for the time. And uh, get your ass out there with Hunter. You guys go find some fish. Done deal. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, bro. Bye.